This is Hope FM. Well, you know, uh, if, if you're a regular listener to the programme, that we get uh, lots of very different people uh, on. And today, Teresa Saunders joins me. And Teresa, it's your, your first time on radio? It is, Blair. Well, you're very welcome. Thank indeed. you very much. Now, we're going to talk a wee bit about Teresa's uh, life, but also about this wonderful vision that, that you've had, basically encouraging older people to... Uh, to pray for a younger generation and so Absolutely, on. Absolutely, yeah. So we obviously talk about about the importance of that and, and your own experience. Now, life for you started on on the farm. So w- were you born into a family of, of farmers? Yes. Uh, my dad was working on a farm. I was actually born at Corfe Mullen. Done rather a lot of a, a trip around England ever since, but that's where I was born. Yes, uh, and raised on the farm. So, as a, a child, for me and my older brother, he was three years older, we would be doing our chores before peddling off to school in the morning. <laughs> the milking and all of that? Well, yeah. my, my job when I was about eight was actually milking the goat. That was my job. It was a friendly goat, I hope. It, she was lovely, yes. Um, yes. Now, obviously, then, agriculture and all of that was sort of in, in your blood. Yeah. So, so, when, as you grew and got into your teenage years, it was, was it was running a farm or all things agricultural in your head? Uh, not necessarily working on the farm, but I knew I wanted to, that, that was my environment. So Something I wanted to do to with be, agriculture, yeah. Uh, yeah, to be involved. And it was back in the day when farmers were beginning to realise that they were having to fill in lots of pieces of paper and that really meant that there was a need to have some administrative help. Uh, Back in my day, what is now Sparsholt College was Hampshire College of Agriculture. They saw the need, so they they, uh, started a course, a farm secretarial course, which was basic farm, uh, basic secretarial skill, but then with the specialist, this is what people on you know the farmers actually need you could either then go on to work on a big estate which um, one of the jobs i had i did it was william hill's estate up at Fordingbridge, run by his nephew then alternatively you might go round to small farms on a bit of a half a day a month or something to help out with the paperwork so i stayed on at school um i was in at brockenhurst stayed on to do shorthand and typing for a year until i was 17 and could go off for a year uh residential it was marvelous now cupid's bow of course was to strike because you you, you met a very special young man <laughs> at agricultural college didn't you i did Met, met and yes, which uh, then meant living on the farm and again travelling round rather uh, and, and raising my children until the time was when we came away from the farm. Now, of course, you went on to, to marry and have four children. Yes. And uh, boys, girls, what sort of mixture? Eldest is, my daughter's the eldest and then three boys. Oh wow! In sort of a two, two older and a bit of gap. So you did the same as Jan and I, because we 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 have three boys and the girls. Well, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and it's a quite interesting, really, because having two older and two younger with a bit of a gap, 
um, it's it's the younger boys, the two younger ones, who are always called the boys. Whereas <laughs> my, my eldest son doesn't seem to be included in the boys. The boys. <laughs> but no, they're absolutely wonderful. And the other thing I, I was interested to read, uh, Teresa, was the fact that you also fostered children. I, I, you, you won't know this, but I'm one of the vice chairs of, of the fostering uh, uh, committee here in Bournemouth, you know, well, in, no, in BCP, you know, yeah. so I, I sit on fostering panels and meet lovely people like you uh, yes. who, who foster. But, but, I mean, there you were with four kids of your own. What, what, was it, what was it that made you decide that on top of all that you foster? Because really, for the two of us, we had both invited Jesus into our lives. We were part of a lovely fellowship. This is over in West Sussex. We'd come away from the farm. We were in a council house. And we just really felt to open up our home. And I suppose in a way you would say that We'd moved from shepherding sheep in the natural, mm, yes, <laughs> to actually shepherding sheep in in a spiritual sense. So yes, we uh, we went through the process, and our very first placements were three brothers, who really ought not to have been. The poor social worker got into terrible trouble later on, but we had a, an emergency call. Would we take? There were three brothers who just been well social services didn't know them and they needed somewhere now um might we be able to help out maybe with one or so we had a quick chat and um my husband decided well if we go and buy some extra bunk beds and do this and do that you can't actually they were between age between six and ten and our eldest were ten and down from there so mm. two still still you know at preschool and uh, so we phoned back and said we'll take all three and it was about six weeks before the end of the school holiday so all three turned up with us and we just knew we were to offer six weeks because social services did not know what to do with them so we said we'll give you six weeks till the end of the the summer term the reason we could do that was because uh, the church fellowship stepped up and they organised up in Horsham, which was about eight miles away. There was a lady who was on baking cakes three times a week because it was how many seven pack lunch, uh, five pack lunches to do every day. <laughs> there was someone who lived in Horsham. He lived in a neighbouring, worked in Horsham, lived in a neighbouring village. And so he said, and that's all right, I'll call around and pick them up and I'll bring them down to you. And someone else said, yeah, we'll do your ironing for you and we'll do this. So when the social worker came to see us after about three days, she didn't have a clue what to do. What a testimony that we could sit there and say, if you would like to leave them here for six weeks, we'll manage. And she said, how can you do that? Seven children. And we were just able to share because we're not doing it on our own we have a family and it's god's family and we're brothers and sisters in the lord and they are taking a huge amount of workload off this so they can stay mm. but by the time it came around to the um to the review case review uh, we felt terrible because 
the young social worker who'd said, oh, yes, who'd grabbed the opportunity. You can imagine she grabbed the opportunity. Mm. She, she did get into trouble. We were, we'd never had a foster placement and we have three on emergency. <laughs> but I do remember with two little ones in a buggy walking up to the village school gate. And I remember standing there this afternoon and saying, oh, my goodness. I'm going home with seven children this afternoon. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? But God is so faithful. He is so faithful. Well, um, obviously, you, you mentioned very briefly there that, that, that faith was, it was one of the things that really helped you through. And, of course, the, the broader family have got all those people baking the cakes and taking the kids Amazing. to school. Yeah. But in terms of faith, where did that journey begin for you? Was it, was it earlier before you married? No, it was after. Uh, my second one was uh, two by now. But when he was born, there was a wonderful sister midwife who I didn't know, but the Lord had laid me on her heart first time she met me and she was came out and looked after me when I came out from hospital. Uh, yeah, life was not just just too good. So we were in a farmhouse long way from anywhere and she'd given me a book to read which was a testimony a lovely lady just re writing a book as so though she was chatting over coffee with you and sharing her testimony and I, kept, I would pick up this book and oh half a page in and put it away pick it up again half a page and put it away two years later on I picked up this book and all I can say Blair is Jesus just stepped into my life and I knew in an instant I had done some Sunday school and I'd, I'd always believed in God but really was he part of anything to do with my life no not really but I just knew Jesus just stepped into my life and I knew instantly he is who he says he is, that the Bible is absolute truth. If I ever need to know anything, what to do, what to say, I will find it in the Bible. And all I need to ever do is my very best, uh, whatever, in any situation, and God will do the rest. I knew all of that in an instant absolute instant you're listening to community now on hope fm with keith jones bookshop serving the community for over 50 years visit keithjones.co.uk and my very special guest today is Teresa Saunders and I've been hearing about her early life in the, in agricultural college and then going on uh, uh, to marry and have four children and then to, to actually foster uh, three more uh, as well. So did, did the fostering sort of end there or did it continue? We had, I think, uh, probably about ten children all together we were on the emergency list so we might get a call in the middle of the night from somewhere and you know sort of move all the yep. children around in the middle of the night <laughs> yes. to put another bed on the floor or make a bed up and no not on the floor well it was one one time it did need to be on the floor but uh, yeah 
but then we moved out of area so that that came to a natural conclusion well you're one of those salt of the earth people i i, I have great respect for people who foster children and believe it or not those emergency situations still arise oh very much so very much very much so yes now of course we all go through challenges uh, in life and you said that, that that your challenges actually brought you to a good place you know that that, that god brought you through lots of stuff how, how, how did that happen well, as I said, for all those years, Holy Spirit just kept saying, Teresa, we need to have a chat. And I said, I can't look, I can't hear. Well, so, so, what are you actually hearing but choosing? Yeah. <laughs> You're a very naughty girl. Aren't you? Well, ab- ab- that's very right. But, you know, our Heavenly Father loves us so much. He so wants the best for us. He will not let us off the hook. He has not let me off one hook anything that he has needed to deal with in my life uh yes so identity and security gone um my choice was i simply clung on to god and i said i have it without you and through that the journey since then Yes, he's dealt very severely in my life. Um, so you're a bit like a Mrs. Job. I want, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought of being a Mrs. Job. <laughs> yes. Well, he had everything, didn't he? He had, and there it was, all gone. What did I find, however, as this went out of my life, that went out, it dealt with this, got rid of that, it made space and Jesus just kept stepping in, stepping in. So I'm being emptied out and being filled up with Christ alone. And over that, above all else, I learned not to say or do anything until I had said, Lord, I haven't got a clue, which is constantly, minute by hour by day by week by month i haven't got a clue unless you tell me and say something to me i don't know i haven't a clue i learned to sit at jesus feet and i learned to get to know him because at the end of the day that is what what being a christian is it's relationship relationship with jesus Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus, his word will never pass away. There it will be a new heaven and a new earth, and everything that we know, it will be gone. The only thing that will be left is relationship with Father God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And all through the deepest, deepest, oh, bottom of a slimy pit and climbing back out, I learned just to sit at Jesus' feet and you tell me and I will do it. I will. And my security and identity now is indeed in Christ alone. Hence the significance of the song we've we've just played. Absolutely. But it's out of that listening and then knowing really filling myself stuffing myself with the word of god if we if we're not 
spending time in his word, the Spirit of God, yes, the Spirit of God speaks to us in all sorts of ways, but it's in his word, being filled up with his word. Jesus is the word. And it is about being filled up with his word, getting to know him through his word, being directed through his word, being with him. And then, of course, I found that he was very much, he was leading me in, here's my word, this is how then I want you to be speaking out, I want you to be praying. He was giving me his word to be speaking out, to be praying, it is giving his word back to him. He says he will accomplish, you know, as that word goes back to him, will not return to him void. Now, of course, there are people who maybe who thinking, what's the word? Of course, the Bible, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> the you, word you, of God. You, yes, and it is, it is incredibly important, isn't it? And, and it's I, vital. I, I, and because obviously, you know, you get a sense, and, and it's not just that, of course, but you also mentioned earlier on the Holy Spirit who takes that word and makes it live, you know. Oh, amen. Well, Jesus is the living word, and mm. that's, that is, you know, where we have streams of living water as, as we fill ourselves with his word. We're filling ourselves with Jesus. <laughs> now, God, so God got your attention. Oh, and, he uh, certainly did. <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot of people, isn't there? Because, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people who get worried because they, they maybe feel they don't hear God's voice. You know, they say, well, I, I tried talking to him, but I... I must be dead. I just, you know, mm. and when, and when you, you know, maybe they hear somebody like yourself saying, well, you know, now I hear him. Although actually what you're saying is I heard him for quite a long time. It's just no, I chose, I chose to st- put I, cotton wool in my ears. I was deliberately putting cotton wool in my ears. No, I was, uh, I was naughty. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, God loves us enough. And if our desire is for him because he knew that underneath my heart's desire was for him and he knew that this is hope fm Well, that's uh, Green Kendrick there, and give me uh, this mountain. Now, Teresa, you've got, uh, you know, as coming out of your regular praying uh, and the intimacy that you have with God, you have this wonderful, wonderful vision. And in fact, I had a letter yesterday, which is very pertinent. I'll not read it out in, in total, but it came from a lady called Shirley. And in the, in the letter, she said, uh, we look at the state of our world and we can see that it's in desperate need uh, of God. I think God is calling us to get into groups of two and three to pray for our nation and then she she quotes the scripture from second chronicles if my people yeah. who are called uh, by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and heal their land now this is not a million it's interesting that this letter arrived yesterday yeah. and here you are today yes talking <laughs> talking really about a vision which i mean you've talked about praying grannies uh, but anyway you 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 say more. Yeah. That song is wonderful. Caleb was 85 years old when he's saying, give me this mountain, I will not be turning back. And I just think there is not one older person who is, I suppose, beyond being used of the Lord. Very much so. 
and I was I was visiting a church young man who was the pastor of the church he broke off from preaching and he he was preaching on the first few verses of Joshua and he he just looked at folk and he said please you older people please pray for us younger people please do that and that really resonated with me and within a short time a dear sister visited and said i've just come from a residential home young guy came in to sing hymns playing guitar he said exactly the same thing you older folk have something so precious you have time please please pray for us and the seed was sown and you know folk have walked alongside to bring this to where it is it is very simply a concept of speaking out the word of god as led by the spirit speaking over the younger joshua generations whom the spirit lays on each of our hearts and i think as women there's a, a natural tendency when when little ones are in danger is is to grab them into ourselves and and turn turn our backs as it were and shield them and hold them close and i find that when i'm praying i have a long list of names but i literally i hold them close and i speak the word of god over them and it is as as moses holding up you know jesus and speaking out jesus over them because we it is speaking victory it's speaking life and light and victory because the end of the story is the lamb wins you know whatever we see around us right now the end of the story is at the end of revelation the lamb does win full stop and he knows what he's doing and we it is whoever is laid on our hearts and i find even a little one in a push chair on the bus it might be still this young man who's pastoring a church maybe but there is no oh i'm too old i can't hear very well or see and i'm not very mobile now but my goodness if you have a heart for the lord heart for him and a relationship it's all about relationship first and foremost our relationship with with father god through jesus and holding the younger ones in our hearts in order that they will be drawn by the spirit of god into relationship with father god and of course you you said there that that, that god will often guide you as to as to who to pray for you know and, Always. and, and i guess oh, you've oh, had this experience I, I i it is sitting at his feet saying what you I haven't got a clue. That's, that's my stock phrase from being in the bottom of a slimy pit. I haven't got a clue, Lord, unless you tell me. Well, tell me. You tell me and you tell me what to be speaking over them because that is victory. That is truth. Yes, the younger generations do need to be making their own commitments. But my goodness, in this day it takes nothing to see what is coming against the intensity really because of the internet and it's interesting because jesus said when 
in uh, Matthew 24, when you hear of all these things, you know, wars, rumors, lawn, whatever, what is different, I believe, today is we literally can hear all these things because in an instant we can hear what's happening in Australia or what was just announced in Brazil or Alaska. We can hear all these things. And I think, my word, no wonder the, the spiritual battle for our young people. And Satan is about one thing. And his agenda has never changed, right from the Garden of Eden, and it's division. And if there's one thing that we really see abroad in this day is division, division, division everywhere. And his intention is to divide everyone from relationship with Father God. This is Hope FM. Well, that's Joshua Aaron there, there and uh, you are holy, demonstrating a, a concept uh, of encouraging. Well, of course, you're calling uh, this new group of people uh, who aren't really new at all, but, uh, no. <laughs> but you're, you're basically marshalling a granny army. <laughs> yes. uh, and in fact, uh, uh, you've, you've, you've set up a website uh, called uh, grannyarmy.com, www.grannyarmy.com. All lowercase, yes. Yeah. Uh, so if people went to that website, what would they find on there? It, it, your vision to encourage people to pray? Yes, they, they would find more detail of, of what I'm sharing very briefly today. There is a, a pack of leaflets and prayer card available. It can all be printed directly off the website. That isn't a problem. Uh, yes, the the reason I chose that song is because, of course, at the end of the day, the young people, the Joshua generation, the Joshuas, need to make their own choice and actually choose, as for me and my household. And as women of a Moses generation, yes, it's called Granny Army, but you don't have to be an actual granny. It's the generation. It's... Uh, you just have a heart to pray. Yes. <laughs> really, it's a... Well, if Joshua and the young people needed Moses, then our young people need us to and, speak the word over them. And one of the things, of course, I think that really encourages people to pray is actually people sharing their experiences of prayer, like you're doing right now, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and sharing th their answers, and even, even the challenges. Because one of the things that really amazes me is that there are people who've prayed and prayed and prayed, never actually even lived to see the answer Very much, and I'm, I'm very conscious of that. That's why, for me, it's important that... The lamb does win. I don't know when. I don't know how. But, but you know the end of the book. But I, I know he will. And that's why I'm saying to the Lord, give me this mountain. These Joshuas whom I am naming before you, you've put them on my heart. I'm speaking your word back over them. Give me this mountain. I am not turning back so that they will choose. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But it's a work of the Spirit. 
And of course, one of the things that you mean very early on in the program, you talked about Moses and lifting his staff and the, ba- the battle. But of course, the other thing that happened was to the left and right of Moses were his exactly. friends, and, exactly. and and they held his arms yeah. up because his arms got tired. Well, yeah, which which is really where where the army bit. So you've got these older folk and they're joining together. And the picture the Lord gave me was the Roman army. Uh, very clever in battle if they were approaching us a, a, in siege a, a city they couldn't get near because of hail of of arrows or whatever coming down on them so they would lift up their shields over their heads and they would form up right next to each other put their head their, their shields over their heads and it's called a tortoiseshell formation i think um, there are pictures. We've seen them on the television, haven't we? When yeah, in the but there's 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 pictures of all sorts on yeah. the website. And really, this is the concept. We may be lining up in the spirit. We may be lining up uh, physically in the natural and in the spirit. But wherever anyone is, whatever any any older older ladies situation is you'll see it on the website there's a whole yeah all sorts of different grannies and joshua's and oh my goodness we'll do this together because the spirit of god will will do that and i think i would also very much like to say blair don't anyone do anything because i say Please take everything that you have heard today about this. Take it to the Lord. Sit at his feet and say, what do you say about this, Jesus? What do you say to me? Please don't do anything without taking it all to Jesus first and being open to the leading of his spirit. Because you never know where any of this might lead. That's true. And of course, you're speaking out of your own experience of of praying uh, and also people standing with you. And there's something there's something about people standing together, isn't it? This would never have got to where it is if others hadn't walked alongside me. This isn't I will not say this is mine. It isn't mine. It is it, it is God's and he has brought faithful ones alongside me. Right from when I ended, you know, the bottom of a slimy pit, he has brought alongside me very much. This is, yeah, to bring this all about. So if you want to join Teresa and the Granny Army, then the first thing to do is check out that website. That's www.grannyarmy.com. And, yes. And there's lots, of, there's lots of resources on that website. Oh, you will. Yeah, there's pictures. The fuller version of what I've briefly said yeah. today with more explanation and, uh, and lovely if, pictures. And if you want to get directly in touch, uh, you know, with uh, Teresa, then you, you can email and that's info at grannyarmy.com. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.